2: Visit ebay.com for times.
3: This is Straight Fire
4: with
0: Jason McIntyre.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire, Wednesday, November 18th. Boy, do we have a special treat today. Very excited. You know I used to go to school and you would get all geeked when it was like, We're going to show you a movie instead of do science class. You were like, yes! I can kind of fall asleep or pass notes to this girl I have a crush on or whatever the case may be. We have a special treat today. Brent Musburger, the man, the myth, the legend. Currently the voice of the Raiders. He's called all the big games. I had a buddy text me and say, you got to ask Musburger about calling the Doug Flutie game Against Miami back in the day, and I unfortunately got the text message a little bit late, so I didn't get to ask him. Musburger's called so many incredible games, so many. He's a legend. I'm a huge fan, and uh, you guys will love that interview. So that'll take up the bulk of the podcast. We'll just do some odds and ends here. Quick reminder, it is giveaway Jason McIntyre's money week. Obviously, we appreciate all the great five-star reviews and the comments on iTunes. Here's your chance. Uh, We set a record for audience listening on this podcast in October. Hopefully, all of you listeners, or at least half of you, or everybody who hasn't already given a five-star review, go in there, leave a five-star review, say something witty, funny, cool. Uh, Obviously, the three best ones, subjective to Rob G's decision, will get $100 each, just because, you know, I want you to have some extra gambling money, some Thanksgiving money, um... Although Thanksgiving's not gonna be the same. Usually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, everybody goes to their hometown, hits up the bar, sees a girl they haven't seen in a couple years. Maybe you try to make something happen. I don't think any of that's happening this year. You know, with COVID, um, it, it's a it's a crappy year. But hey, if you don't spend the hundred dollars that night, you can always spend it on uh Christmas presents. My kids are begging me, Dad, let me have a hundred dollars so I can buy Robux. Uh no. That is not happening. Um, not a huge day Tuesday in the sports world. I did bet. A, I made a couple wagers. NBA draft is tonight. I only made one bet uh, after listening to Fran Frishilla, uh on Tuesday. Just a great, great podcast interview with Fraschilla. Not pumping me up. Frischilla is full of great information. I went out and just bet. Uh, like a half unit on James Wiseman to go number one overall, plus money, plus 521. So uh, that would be a handsome victory if Wiseman goes number one overall. And then late Tuesday night, I saw an interview Anthony Edwards did with uh, some outlet, might have been with ESPN. And of all the things Anthony Edwards is saying the day before the draft, he's like, to be honest, I I can't watch basketball. I'm still not that really into it. I love basketball. Yeah, it's what I do. But he's like, if the NFL drafted me tomorrow, I'd be gone in a heartbeat. Like, are you taking that guy number one? I don't know. Anthony Edwards, man. The guys, I can't imagine being six foot five, shredded, have a feathery touch from three, and like just being indifferent about basketball. Like, why? Dude, you're going to make perhaps $100 million over the course of your career. If you just love it. Can't you just love basketball for a decade? I love basketball now. And I'm well past what should have been my prime. By the way, I'm just going to sneak this in. I know I um, shouldn't really say this because I know a lot of people are on lockdown and can't go outside. I played two-on-two outdoor basketball this week. Uh, I played a couple times, four-on-four. Played two-on-two this week. And it's just such a good sweat. There's nothing like a basketball sweat. You know? The sharp cuts, uh, the give-and-goes, set-a-screen and uh, we won three, three. We won three zero in our games. It was a, uh, it was a good run. It was great. And I hope to play more. Obviously, we want to do it safe, if po- uh, as safe as possible, given the COVID situation throughout the country. But um, to get back to the wagers, other than James Wiseman to go number one overall, I bet the New England Patriots, favored by two. Kind of had some buyer's remorse when I was texting with a guy uh, who we've had on the show, Adam Chernoff, very intelligent gambler. And um, he's saying that there's under no circumstances should the Patriots be favored by two, even three. All the metrics say the Patriots stink. Net yards per play. It's the Houston Texans. And then I look at the Texans' schedule. They have two wins and seven losses. Six of their losses are to teams with winning records, which is crazy. And their other losses to the Vikings, who is four and five and one of the hotter teams in the league. I mean, the Texans' schedule has been brutal. I just can't get over... The Patriots run game and uh, Damian Harris getting healthy and the kid Jacoby Myers getting healthy. And I mean, you kind of got to remove the Cam Newton uh, game against Casey where he couldn't play offensively um, with the COVID and he came back and he wasn't himself against Denver and he looked out of sorts against the Niners. They just had a really brutal three game stretch. And if you remove that, I know the defense is trending poorly. Gilmore has obviously been missed. I don't know, man. Uh, Texans Patriots is interesting. I, I bet it. Not a, not a, not a big play. Uh, and I obviously got the dolphins early in the week. Um, these aren't best bets. Cause the best bets are the full plays, The big money plays. These are just like, okay, I see a number. I'm going to take it. I got the dolphins before it hit three, two and a half. Um, had to gobble that up. All state wants to remind
0: fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage,
2: Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors
1: Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Uh, The only kind of story
4: of consequence that I saw in the NBA was everybody's all geeked about the Bucks and Giannis. And I will agree, they look good on paper. No doubt about it, the Milwaukee Bucks are improved, adding the Serbian plumber, ha, 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 just kidding, Bogdanovich and Drew Holiday. Um, But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, okay? This is what's going to happen. Giannis is going to sign the Supermax. And everybody's going to say, yes, he's staying in the East and small market victory, and we love it. It doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Look at the other guys who have signed the Supermax. Okay? Remove Steph Curry. Who are the other three guys? John Wall in Washington. Already in trade discussions. Had a couple big bad injuries. I don't know that he's ever going to get back to peak John Wall. Okay? Russell Westbrook. They already traded him out of OKC after he signed the Supermax. He may get traded again. And the other guy's James Harden, who signed it, refused a 50 an extension that would make him over $50 million a year, highest paid player in NBA history per season. He said no. And now he's demanding to be traded. So you've got four guys who have signed the Super Max that I count. Two have been traded. Well, I'm sorry. One has been traded, maybe traded twice. James Harden's about to be traded because that's going to happen. Okay. He's not staying in Houston. And John Wall could be traded. So I don't want to act. I don't want to hear this like, oh, he signed the Supermax. Yes, he's staying. No, it just means he's staying for now. For now, he's staying. You can count over the last few years. Anthony Davis signed a deal. Trade me. Jimmy Butler. Trade me. Kyrie Irving. Trade me. Kyrie Irving, by the way, had two years left on his deal. They still traded him. It's a player empowerment league. And I don't want to hear the pushback that, all oh, the players have too much power. No. No, go look at Ricky Rubio in Phoenix. They signed him to a big deal. Ricky Rubio's excited. Buys a house. I'm setting down roots in Phoenix. Uh, Ricky, we just traded you to OKC. There's just no loyalty in the NBA. And I mean, it's tough. It's very difficult. For on both sides. If you're the owner to keep the stars. And, you know, if you're not a star You're pretty much consistently trade bait, So I just don't want to hear all this excitement about Giannis. I get it. Yep. You're going to keep him for another year or two, but um, I'm lobbying Rob G to rank the teams in the East and West. And we're going to do this here. Short order post-draft and after Harden's traded, but I'm not going to have the bucks number one in the East. And I'll tell you right now, the Phoenix suns are not top seven in the West. They're just not the Mavericks are better. Denver's better. Unless you can guarantee me Chris Paul playing 70 games. Which is far from a guarantee, just because he played seventy this past season, this disjointed season. Um, I mean, the Utah Jazz are going to be good. Denver Nuggets are going to be very good. The Warriors are going to be an elite team once again. Yes, they will. Um, yeah. So I it, it, this NBA season is shaping up as an awesome one. And I'll, I'll and before we get to Musburger, I'll say this: I love super teams. Super teams are great for the NBA, undeniably. The Bucks were great last year, but I wasn't that interested in the Bucks. Now you got Holiday, Bogdanovich, Middleton, Giannis. That's a pretty nasty team. I like that. I don't think they're great. I think they're very good, but I, it's like on the verge of a super team. I'm interested in the Clippers. I'm interested, obviously, in the Lakers, the, the uh, AD LeBron super team. And uh, obviously, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Kidding. Um, I just think super teams are great and I really hope James Harden to the Nets happens. But without further ado, let's get to our special guest, the one, the only, Brent Musburger. Allstate
0: wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
1: Go to tirerack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is
3: it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's
2: going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is John
5: Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car?
0: Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
4: I know what sports fans want.
0: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy
5: who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows
4: another guy. All right, let's welcome into the podcast a legend. A guy I grew up watching as a sports announcer. A large reason that I got into the sports media industry. Brent Musburger, voice of the Raiders. The big boss over at VEASAN, the Vegas Sports and Information Network. Brent, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm
3: sorry I damaged your youth. You know what I mean? <laughs>
4: Basically, I didn't mean
3: to do that. I mean, you know, old guy yeah. like me, just nice to be hanging out. No, it's, uh, listen, it, it, it's been great fun. And as you know, because you follow it very closely uh, with your involvement with Fox and everything, uh, the, growth, the growth of sports wagering. Uh, in this country has been uh, something, honestly, I never thought I would see in my lifetime. But the, uh, the Supreme Court in opening it up for the states to decide themselves, of course, uh, ramped everything up and, and away we go. Uh, I just hope the NFL continues uh, to keep playing, you know, in, in the midst of a pandemic. We can all second guess certain things that have happened. And as the voice of the Raiders, I was unhappy that they took a six-round draft choice away from them uh, but on the other hand, they want to set an example mm-hmm. because when teams start to lose going into December, it's very easy for players to grow careless mm-hmm. and say, uh, come on, let's go out with our friends. Let's go out and have a little party and uh, not follow the guidelines uh, to keep the pandemic under control. So uh, let's hope they keep going, Jason.
4: Yeah. Well, you're, you're uh, with a team right now that looks like a playoff team in the Raiders. Uh, not a lot of people thought that coming into the season. They got that big win over the Saints early, and they got a huge win this weekend against the Chiefs, kind of a payback spot. You know, you, know, you love a good gambling narrative. Uh, Andy Reid Andy revenge game. Uh, I guess talk to me about how you think this one uh, went last time, because I remember the Chiefs were up uh, 21-10, I believe, midway through the second quarter, and then Derek Carr went, went bananas.
3: Yeah, he did. You know, uh, the pass defense for the Chiefs uh, was surprisingly inept against Derek Carr going long. Uh, that is something we hadn't seen. Uh, the Chiefs – well, Derek Carr had never won in Kansas City prior to that game, Jason. That's, that's number one. Number two, since returning, John Gruden was 0-4 against the Chiefs. And to tell you the truth, the games weren't even close. A year ago in Oakland, uh, Raiders went out 10-0 in the first quarter. And all Patrick Mahomes did was put up 28 points in the second quarter. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, game, set, and match. So it was, it was surprising to see how poorly the Chiefs played defensively. Then they lost an offensive lineman. Osemely, uh went out. They had to plug somebody into that guard. And to tell you the truth, that's about the first game that the Raider defense made some big plays. Mahomes has thrown only one interception, all season long, and, and it was uh, Jeff Heath of the, uh, of the Raiders who picked him off and uh, sealed it up. But it, we have kind of an interesting buildup for this game, obviously. You know, it's, it's the rematch game within the division for Andy Reid. But Chiefs are coming off a bye, yeah. and Coach Reid is only 18-3, and three, okay, <laughs> off a bye. So you got that going. Then, and I, I guess I'm a little bit surprised that maybe I'm not, uh, but Coach Reed decided to use what I call a Harry High School trick to, get, <laughs> to keep his players focused, okay? He reminded them that after the win by the Raiders, uh, John Gruden ordered the buses to take a victory lap around the outside of, of Arrowhead. I honestly did not know. I had been yeah. traveling with a team we call the games uh, remotely. But when I found out, I just laughed because that is really Coach Gruden, take a victory lap. Now... He's he's trying to back away from it a little bit, which which I think it caught him by surprise. I don't right. think he expected uh, Coach Reed to. So he's 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 blaming a smart aleck bus driver. Okay, now uh, listen, I've been on a lot of those buses, and the one thing those drivers aren't is smart alecky. <laughs> cheap pants, but they get in and they drive that bus to the airport yeah. or the hotel or wherever it's going. So so it'll be fun. Uh, it would be great uh, to see this rivalry bloom again. It's been very, very one-sided, as you're well aware over the past few years. The Chiefs have dominated it, and we'll see what happens. Yes, even if they lose, even if the Raiders lose, uh, you were accurate in your assessment. The Raiders are definitely a playoff contender. Now, interestingly enough, they've got a couple of games here in Vegas coming up with Indianapolis and Miami that could be pivotal, uh, depending on where the Dolphins sit in the AFC East and if the Colts uh, maintain their lead in the AFC South. So still work to be done. Uh, Sunday Night Football, coming in here, uh, the uh, director and my old college director of my days at uh, ESPN and ABC, uh, Drew Esikoff, he was on the phone this morning. He wanted to know what's going on with the Raiders, and yeah. where they're putting their cameras and covering the coaches and everything. So, So it's great fun.
4: Yeah, I love how you slip in a trend there—the Andy Reid eighteen and three straight up off a, off a buy extra time or whatever. You know that's interesting, but I want to the X's and O's was interesting to me because Henry Ruggs has been quiet the last few weeks, hasn't done much, but you could tell the speed really shocked the Chiefs in that earlier meeting. Um, how much of a factor do you think Ruggs plays in this game?
3: Uh you know that was his best game. Yeah, he said that was the best game he's played all year because he got deep. Um, Listen, with young receivers, sometimes it takes a season or two before they learn how to get open. You know, at Alabama, let's face it, all Ruggs had to do was outrun everybody, okay, and then go to the combine and and flash the fastest 40 at the combine, okay? Well, that's one thing, but now you go into the NFL, and here's a memo. The secondaries you're going against, they got guys that can run too, okay? And beyond that, they're going to bracket you, okay? They're going to bring guys up over the top. They're going to come in underneath. They're going to bang you for five yards. They're going to hit you as hard as they can, okay, to try and tie you up. You, you have to learn how to get your daylight in the NFL when you're a wide receiver. That's why so many young ones struggle uh, going forward. I would not put it all on Ruggs' shoulders. Now, having said that, when he goes out, you still have to account for him. And John Gruden, most of the time when you watch Sunday night, you'll see Rugs come in motion. They've used one jet sweep already this year, but basically what Derek Carr and Gruden want to see is will they trail Rugs with a certain defensive back or will they sit there, suddenly the safeties back off a little bit and you know that they're showing zone you get a read on what the defense is going to do. And that has been a major contribution uh, by Rooks. He will go in motion more than anybody. Uh, John uses his multiple tight ends. Probably his most reliable receiver, taking everything into consideration, is probably Hunter Renfro. Yeah. A great set of hands, not going to separate, but he does find daylight. He knows how to find holes in zone defenses. He's been extremely reliable. Now, if the Chiefs are not careful, the other rookie, Edwards, will get open on them. He's back off the injury list. He caught a 16-yarder against the Broncos uh, on Sunday. So the X's and O's will be the multiple receivers and everything going forward. Now, the Raiders have always had difficulty blocking Jones, but so does everybody else in the, in the NFL. Uh, last week, there were three starters when the season began on the offensive line missing. Trent Brown was on the sideline in civilian clothes. Uh, Colton Miller was not resting his injured ankle. Miller was at the facility yesterday. Uh, I would expect him to be back, okay, at left tackle. Uh, So all of those missing pieces are important uh, going forward. Won't be easy. Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the NFL. I know there was this movement to anoint Russell Wilson as the MVP, uh, going forward, but somebody better check out the number of interceptions he's thrown trying to carry the yeah. Seahawks the last few weeks. So yeah. I great respect for what Mahomes has done with the uh, Chiefs offense.
4: Yeah, so Brent, I take the temperature of what's going on out there. And, I, you know, as a gambler, you know this, like you don't want to put too much stock into the public versus the Sharps. But Brent, right. this is shaping up as a massive public side on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Everybody Christ. buys into the read. I'm telling you, you just broke down the X's and O's. Renfro and Waller should be able to find space in that zone. Carr's super accurate. And and Brent, nobody's talking about this. i got to ask you. You just said both tar- starting tackles were out against Denver. I saw zero quarterback hits from the Denver Broncos. Zero. None.
3: Uh, Chubb <laughs> was able to get in and make just one play, Jason. And, you know, uh, Riley Chubb's a good... Yeah. And we had a we had a third-year pro over there by the name of Brandon Parker, who really has not – he's been a disappointment. But the coaches saw something in him, and they kept him. Coach Cable's done a terrific job of coaching. Mm-hmm. And Parker – Parker again, Cleveland was sent in an emergency over to right tackle, and Miles Garrett lined up on him on a third down, and he stopped Miles Garrett. Now, Miles had a little bit of an injured ankle. I, I want to be perfectly yeah. clear about that. But he did stop him one-on-one. He kept him – from getting to car, So it is the performance of these offensive linemen. And as gamblers, sometimes it's easy to overlook that. I will give you an idea. Uh, Sunday afternoon, the Chiefs opened in Las Vegas and globally, I'm sure, as a six and a half point favorite. Within three hours, it had moved to seven, okay? Now, you know, one of the books that I looked at, the Superbook, is back down to six and a half. So again, we have got that action going with the public Going to be all about the Chiefs and, and some of the professional betters, as I call them. They're coming back on the seven points. They're going to take the seven because they they like what they see. Okay, uh, they like what they see with the Raiders. The other thing that you do, we we have many many more teasers going down.
4: Ah uh, yes. They yes.
3: will tease the Raiders. Believe me, they will tease them up to thirteen. That seven <laughs> that seven sits there for somebody who wants to tease, and they'll take it to thirteen immediately.
4: Interesting. Okay. Uh, but While we're on gambling, let me ask you. This has been a sure. weird season. No fans in a lot of the stadiums. Uh, we, we we haven't seen this kind of success from road teams, except for last week, of course, home teams right. dominated. But I don't know. Has Have you altered your handicapping at all this season? I know a lot of people talk, hey, net yards per play matters. And I don't know, Brent, a lot of this traditional stuff, you kind of got to toss out, I feel. And I don't want to say start over, but... I think you have to kind of step back and look at these teams. Like the New England Patriots were one of the biggest underdog sides of the season. And they outright beat the Ravens there in the monsoon Sunday. I don't it's just been a weird year where a lot of stuff has been flipped upside down. I'm doing well in the circuit contest, um, right. just outside the money right now. So I I I haven't done my traditional handicapping. I think you just this has been a felt like a weird year, has it not? No,
3: it, it, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, you you put your finger on why, for a traditional handicapper, it's been difficult. I'm not doing that well. In the circuit contest, I want to tell you an anecdote you mentioned. Okay. My good friends in circuit, and uh, they're a part owner of, of V Syn. And of course, we have a new V studio in the uh, in the new circuit in the sports book. Uh, have you been to the new sports book, by oh, the way? You no, know,
4: I signed up for the contest in August.
3: Uh, so so I a- guess
4: they hadn't done a, the, like the outdoor. Apparently, I was getting people on my Instagram saying, yeah. dude, this is ridiculous. It's amazing. It's so I haven't cool. been there.
3: If you it's stay in the a- hunt, you got to come in because, yeah, yeah. you know, you lay it off if you're in the running for the money. Everybody does that. So, but you got to get, you got to get the circuit of the new book, uh, Jason and, and see it. So anyway, they had the two contests and Derek Stevens, the the owner and he and his brother and a great, great promoter. Uh, he said, you know, I want to have a, a survivor contest. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, Derek, okay. I said, I don't know how easy it is to run it. You guys try to figure that out. I I said I would support it, so of course. And and one thing about circa in the contest, God bless them. They don't comp anybody. Okay, that's that. That doesn't happen here. Okay, I'm not a freeloader in these contests. I pay. All right. So, I put the grand up to be in the contest that you're in, picking the five every week, and and then I drop I drop another grand just buy one. You could I think you could buy up to five survivors. Five. Yeah, yeah.
4: Three
3: in the circus, I think. And so I buy just one, and I said, well. And I've never won a survivor, but but I was absolutely convinced. I can get by week one. I don't have to worry about it, okay? Oh, no. So, of don't course, you. I'd punch you in the Indianapolis Colts. Wow, geez. <laughs> Rough one. I, oh, geez. Roughly. I haven't I, – Jason, I have not forgiven – I have not forgiven the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Indianapolis Colts. That's the only game the Jaguars won. Knocked me out. Yeah. Uh, we all laugh about it. We all we all have uh, have great fun with it going forward. Did you – Did you also get an entry in Survivor? I didn't
4: do the Survivor. I do a couple other ones. I've been knocked out, but I have one remaining. Um, It's weird. The Colts lost that game but didn't punt once. Like, that just almost never happens in football. It's ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) While we're on this, let me ask you. Colts, Packers, uh, a lot of the listeners are new to gambling. And this whole line move, on the look-ahead line, the Packers were favored by two. Okay. Uh, Thursday night football happens with the Colts win. Packers barely beat this kid, Jake Luton. And the Jags, Uh, maybe I butchered his name, whatever. And now the Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is that too big of a line move for you? Or are you looking at the X's and O's and thinking, you know, the Colts have some advantages here and I'm not buying the Packers?
3: You know, I've gone both ways on both teams. I I have to tell you this, okay? Uh, I have difficulty getting the Packers right. (laughs) I honestly thought with the weather being as foul as it was, uh, that Aaron Rodgers would have his way with Devontae Adams. I expected Lazard to be back, or I guess he wasn't. Um, but the Jaguars even had a chance to win that game, uh, actually, in the, in the fourth quarter. I was looking at the tape uh, earlier today. And I also saw there's that young uh, running back, Jacksonville Robinson, I think mm. his name is. Uh, they, he ran at will. I mean, the, the Packers have a lot of difficulty Stopping running backs, okay. And I should have remembered that with Dalvin Cook's performance yes. uh, by the Vikings, okay, against mm-hmm. them. So now you go up against Indianapolis, and it's and that's a very well coached team, by the way. Uh, they're going to they're going to run the ball. They're going and they're going to they're going to feature Taylor. It, they you do not want to put the ball into Philip Rivers' hands to win or lose like the Packers do with Aaron. Ryan. There are certain quarterbacks in the league you say you can win it for us, okay. You have to be careful with Philip Rivers because we saw him, you know, twice a year with the Chargers, and and he can let you down dramatically. On the other hand, you cannot overlook him, okay, because but uh, that odd throwing motion that he's got, kind of three quarters that he's got, he'll still he'll still burn you on occasion. And the Colts have got good tight ends, okay. So my feeling when it's not sitting on the three, and certainly not the three and a half. By the way, gambling when I see a three and a half. I don't walk. I run away. Yes. I run. I've lost so many times in my life on that hook. Uh, no. But I, early on, would lean. I like teams with extra rest. I like what I saw. Uh, there's no question the Colts have a good defense. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the better defenses in the AFC this year. And uh, I, lean, I lean toward the Colts. But like I said, I, so I, wanna, I want everybody to know, as a handicapper, there are certain teams yeah. that you just don't get right. You you probably got one or two yourself. Oh, I'll
4: tell you mine in a second. <laughs> sure. And, yeah. So
3: that's 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 yeah. where I stand on that. Uh, but but Rogers is a guy who can get it done for you. There is no question. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think Philip Rivers is too. But I think uh, uh, Rogers obviously has been more elite through his uh, through his career while well, he's gone to school. So.
4: I would say, Brent, the Philadelphia Eagles are the team that I never get right. Uh, yeah. uh, I think I'm 0-3 for 3 on them in the circle, and I'm officially done. Like, I know you shouldn't do this, but they're frustrating, man. This Carson yeah. Wentz situation, you know, right. you mentioned that they, the Colts have a great coach. Since Frank Reich left the Eagles, I mean, Carson Wentz just a downward trajectory. He can't Absolutely. do anything. I mean, and Peterson is a joke of a head coach. You could come out of the bye against the Giants. And you go yeah. zero for nine on third down. I, I I don't know, man. They're they're playing the Browns. Any thoughts there? Uh, I uh, maybe you have a better handle on the Eagles, but I, I'm done with them. No,
3: I'm listen. Uh, I think I was on the Eagles in their opening game. I don't know what it was Oh,
4: Washington. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I watching it, and they had it. They were dominating in the first half. <laughs> it looked like it was. And then in the second half, for whatever reason, Wentz was throwing a ball 40, 45 up and thinking, what do you do that for? I mean, it's it's interesting how the media sometimes Jason says, oh. He's a dink and dunk. Let's go to Drew Brees. Perfect example. Okay, his, his arm is probably not as strong. And I'm not talking about the injury right now. We'll get to that. But but, but you, you've got a guy who understands the game, gets to open receivers, uh, move the chains, get a first down. Honestly, I would rather have yeah. a 10-play, six-minute scoring drive for a touchdown than a one-play, 15-second, 90-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and And the public doesn't understand that because the highlight plays – are the ones that make all those things. But there are are issues of time of possession, first downs, move the chains, uh, keep going, and make sure you get touchdowns, okay? There are so I shake my head, I shake my head at Peterson a couple times. I shook my head at the Broncos uh, when it was a football game. Do not be kicking long field goals when it's 4th and one, fourth and 2. You're across that 50 yard line, you're going for it. You have got, in today's world, You mentioned no fans, odd year, okay? The one thing that we have seen, the overs, the overs, and the lack of crowds is what's affecting this more than anything because the visiting team quarterback or the visiting team Mike Linebacker in either instance can be heard by everybody on the field when he calls something out. It is so important. On third downs, and you saw this in college stadium, Jam, uh, the visiting team's got a third. The fans are going nuts. It's hard for the tackles to hear yeah. what he's saying at the line. Leave alone the outside receivers. That's why the colleges went to those, holding up the placards and the signs from <laughs> the sideline. Everybody turns and, I mean, okay, come on. If we got it, you don't see that in the NFL. It's up to the quarterback. In John Gruden's system, a car has two plays called in, in the huddle or at the line of scrimmage. And he's got to make the final decision by looking at the defense to see what he's got. So it has changed the game dramatically, I think, not ha- not having crowds around. Um, but the Eagles, uh, you know, listen, so many people were burned by what happened with the Browns uh, oh, and held the headed for the end zone. I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's just one of those funny things that hits you and hits you hard if you were on it. Uh, that number fluctuates. Some guys, I in the contest, it was three. Three So I got to push up in the circle. I'll
4: take that. Let me do one more week 10 game. Um, And I try, I have a rule. I don't bet double digit favorites ever, but when I look at Pittsburgh going to Jacksonville, I know Mike Tomlin has laid egg after egg against these bad teams as a big favorite, but from just a matchup perspective, This offensive line of the Jags versus the defensive line of the Steelers, which is utterly dominant, that, you know, they killed Burrow last week. I don't know how Jake Luton performs well against the Steelers defense. And again, I I don't like a double digit favorite, but this, I may make an exception for the Steelers. Is this too risky? Because they do have the Ravens on deck Thanksgiving week.
3: Do you know enough about Luton to tell me, is he a good runner? I mean, can he roll and throw? I mean, he had
4: a rushing touchdown against the Texans, but ultimately he's a pocket guy, big strapping guy who uh, yeah, he just missed trouble. on a bunch of throws against the Packers. You said it. They had a chance there. Um, he, he,
3: he will have trouble if he sits in the pocket. Yeah. The, the Steelers. Now, but you put your finger on something that is very important. Who do the Steelers play yeah. next week?
4: Ravens. Thanksgiving.
3: Do not bet them this Yeah, one.
4: yeah, I think that's what it is. They already bet, beat them,
3: okay? but now, you know that's
4: their game. Yeah.
3: If you want to make a separate bet and put them in a money line parlay or you want there to you tease them down or something like that, I, I don't think they'll lose. But I want to tell you right now, the coaching staff of the Steelers, they have spent part of the week breaking down the Ravens and you know, weather aside, what the Patriots set out to do in that game, okay, in prime time. That's just – that, that, that to me has always been Tomlin's Achilles, okay? He does look past teams toward the big game. I, in fact, he's admitted it. I mean, it's not something that <laughs> outsiders saying. He's talked about it. And uh, I would be, Jason, so my advice would be if you find five others, uh, go and, and stay away yeah. from, from the Steelers because of the look ahead spot that they're in. Yeah, that was, you. you know.
4: Uh, all right, Brent, uh, you know, I want to quickly get a quick journalism media question in here. Because, um, well, first of all, I'm doing uh, a lot of TV spots from home now. And my okay. kids are obviously in the next room watching. Fine. And they have said, Dad, you say the word folks so much. Why do you keep saying folks? And I thought back and I'm like, you know who? You know who's Mr. Folks is Brent Musburger. And I, I swear I got that from you. For whatever reason, I think you have this relatability where... When, you're doing a, when you were doing a broadcast, you know, college football, NFL, you just relate. It's like you were talking to us. I, I want to ask, as we're seeing the TV medium change here, you know, a lot of people are watching on YouTube TV or people are cutting cable. Any advice to the up-and-coming guys who are going to be in TV and want to make a career out of it? And, and your relatability and just maybe it's your upbringing. Uh, you know, I read you grew up in Montana I don't know what it is, but just regale everybody with with what the hell to do on TV because you're you're one oh, of the best ever
3: you know I always tried to talk you said it I always tried to talk to Jason he's the only person watching me okay or we got a family sitting there i I never think about the bigger picture of the millions watching you talk to your audience out there okay may in other words you're a guest okay you're a guest and and so you're coming into their living room. And, and, and yeah, folks, yeah, because it just identifies me with a family or a group of people watching. I guess I just started to use it along the way. I, I don't think that will ever change. It, I don't think it matters whether, you know, you and I are talking to each other via computers right now. I don't think it matters if you're watching a game and you're listening to the audio on the computer. Uh, my biggest complaint, to tell you the truth, and the thing that I would change the most, well, there's two things. But let me go to the announcing side. Honestly, I would change analyst's approach more than anything, okay? I, I feel that the football audience at large, including including the females who, who just follow it occasionally with their significant other, okay? I don't want, I, and I'm not trying to be a sexist here because there's some who know a lot about it, probably know more about it than I do. But analysts talk too much, okay? They don't, they don't understand that we, the audience, we see that picture, okay? We see it, all right? And so many of them have this horrible habit on a very close play, uh, one that's gonna be reviewed. They jump in immediately of what they saw. No, the camera's gonna see much more than you do. John Madden was an expert at this and his first play-by-play man, Gary Bender, deserves a lot of credit. Before he went to Pat Summerall, he worked a year with Gary Bender. Gary taught him, don't jump to conclusions, let the camera take you to the conclusion, okay? And so many of them, yap, 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 I say, just wait for the replay. You will find out that you you didn't see what you thought you saw. That happens so many times to those of us who are fans or betters, just watching the game, uh, but there's, there's too much talk about it. Don't, don't explain every play to me, okay? First of all, those of us, in the, we're, we're not coaches. Some of us are betters. Most of us are fans. Most of us are just fans of the team or the game. I didn't have a position, uh, but I enjoyed watching the Bears, and the Vikings were old school, old school, NFC North, division football, uh, mistakes made. Uh, I was happy for cousins to finally get the Monday Night monkey off his back. Uh, I enjoyed that that happened. Uh, I still don't see the Bears uh, point of reasoning for calling plays, you know as I watch it. but I know enough to make up, make up my own mind, okay? Uh, I, I don't want I would never have a three-man booth, so that goes to what ESPN is doing right now anyway. I would absolutely reduce that to a two-man booth. Uh, I just think there's too much conversation. Uh, no, I don't mind conversation. Conversation, play-by-play, and analysts can be can be charming and nice and fun, and and, and and that's more of a folksy approach. But don't 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 talk to me like you're the smartest football mind in the world. After the play has happened, we can all call plays after the play has happened. Okay, I know I call plays all the time after it's happened. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is that honestly, um, if you took an announcer, well, let's take Vince Scully, let's take baseball. Mm. I didn't need an analyst okay and i worked with Vince, i worked with scully i have all-star games on radio and and my primary thought going in was i'll get the commercial breaks in and out but keep your mouth shut because he's doing it and he was the best there ever was so I, yeah i, I guess exactly. i don't know if any of that makes any sense no
4: that's great i love that great stuff uh, brent musburger the living legend Voice of the Raiders, Uh, he runs Veasan, the Vegas Sports and Information Network, and you guys know as Brent was saying, gambling is only going upward. You think the Tesla stock is going up? Uh, you know, gambling stock in this country is through the roof over the next Tesla, years.
3: Tesla went to the S&P 500 this week. They're big, on a win streak. <laughs> big gains
4: for Tesla. Bitcoin is up. Uh, gold is up. But Bitcoin, uh, gambling.
3: Bitcoin. That's the one thing I don't know anything really about is Bitcoin. Yeah,
4: I don't have a position in Bitcoin. I wish I did. But uh, sadly, I missed the boat on that. Hey, Brett, thanks a lot for taking the time and uh, continued success. Enjoy too, the game man. this weekend.
0: Folks, I'll be talking to you later. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
2: Zumo Play.